LifeWay Audio. One of the things that is so amazing to me is how influential Jesus is in our culture. I mean, we all, no matter what somebody believes about Jesus, everybody knows that he was one of the greatest teachers who ever lived. And so much of the teachings of Jesus has actually permeated our culture to even the point that people don't realize that this is something that Jesus said. I'm telling you this because the story that Jesus told that we're going to look at in this session is perhaps one of his most famous stories. I remember when Jesus came into my life when I was in my last year of college. It's true, I got saved when I was 21. And I read the Bible for the first time and I stumbled upon the story that Jesus told, the parable of the prodigal son. I had heard about this. I had people who told me I was a prodigal son, but I had no clue what it meant or where it was from. And I remember reading this amazing story of Jesus in Luke chapter 15. And I remember being completely wrecked by the story for two reasons. The first is when we think of the parable of the prodigal son, the focus goes on to that son who we know of as the prodigal, the son who said, dad, I love you but I don't want to be near you. And he received the inheritance from his father and then he went on out and he squandered it, right? And we call it the parable of the prodigal son because it's the son who wasted what God had given him, right? But what blew me away is first, I saw myself in that story because when I had come to Jesus, I had realized that what God had entrusted to me, I was squandering in all the worst ways. So I saw myself in the son. But then I was equally wrecked by the fact that we call it the parable of the prodigal son because one son got lost. But if you actually read the parable, there's actually two sons who are lost. There are two sons who are actually squandering what their father had for them. But we only focus on the one son who leaves his father's house If you were to put the parable of the prodigal son in the context of all of Luke chapter 15, what you find is that Jesus is having a confrontation with the religious leaders of the day. And the religious leaders are getting frustrated with Jesus because people who they wouldn't have associated with because of the decisions that they were making, Jesus loved to hang out with them. And Jesus actually championed those people. He didn't live the way that they lived, but he loved them and he was for them. And in that day and age, the religious leaders would never have done that. They wanted to keep up appearances. And so really Jesus tells these series of parables and he culminates with the parable that we call the prodigal son. But I want to tell you, this is the parable of the two lost sons. Now, I want to explain them to you because most people actually find themselves in one of these two categories. We talked about the prodigal son, the son who didn't want to stay 
in his father's house. So he asked for his portion of, of his inheritance. That would have been something that would have been very uh, dishonorable to his father. It'd be like if any of us would go to our parents and say, listen, I know that you're still alive, but can I get my portion of it? Because I just don't want to be near you. So that would be very dishonorable. But the father did it. And then the son goes and he lives crazy. He goes off the rails. He's the guy who they have to censor his Instagram posts or whatever, because everything he's doing is bad. He's the kind of guy who, when he goes to get a job and an employer goes and looks at his pictures online, they would be like, oh, we can't hire that guy. He's not, he's not a good dude, right? And so he, he wastes it all. And then he finds himself poor because the money was gone. All of the friends who he thought he had left him. And he's like, man, I need to go back to my father's house. And literally in his mind, he doesn't expect his father to receive him back as a son. So he's like rehearsing this story like that. I, I know I'm not worthy to be your son, but if I can just come back as one of your servants, like he just wanted a warm bed and a place to be. But what's amazing about that story, and it teaches us about the father heart of God, is that when that son is on his way home, the father sees him as, at a distance and he runs. He knows it's his son. And before his son can even choke out the words that he'd rehearsed, the father is hugging him and kissing him, receiving him home, throwing a party for the son who was lost and was found again. See, it teaches us that no matter how far we get from God, God still loves us. It teaches us that there's no mistake that any of us could make that is greater than the grace of God. Now, that doesn't mean that we live crazy because God is a forgiving God, because God is gracious. But no matter how much we have failed, we realize that God's love is greater. And that was so powerful to me as someone who didn't know the Lord, who went through all my teenage years, even my college years outside of Christ, making all those mistakes. And when I realized that no mistake I made was greater than God's forgiveness, man, that was so good. I love that when I came to Jesus, Jesus received me just as I was. Didn't say, hey, listen, man, before you can come to me, you got to fix all this stuff. He's like, no, no. Come home, I'll fix you up. Just like that father did. Get him a bath, get him a new set of clothes, put a ring on his finger, get him a meal. God is that gracious. But what's amazing is the story doesn't end there. And really, depending on where you are on your faith journey, for many people, they are actually the second lost son because there's the older brother. Now the older brother, when he comes back in the field from working, he hears the party and he starts asking people, what's this party all about? And they told him, oh, listen, your younger brother, he's home and your father killed the fatted calf. He's throwing a party because his son was dead and now he's alive again. But the older brother actually won't go inside. You might say, why would he go inside? Because he's mad. And the father actually has to come out to the older brother and say, listen, why aren't you inside your brother's home? And then the older brother reveals what's in his heart. He's saying, Dad, I've always stayed close to you. And I have never even asked for an extra cattle for a party with my friends. I'm always working for you. But then this son of yours who wasted everything, he comes home, you throw a party. And the father literally says to him, Son, you're with me and all that I have is yours. Come inside and celebrate. And really what you find is that the older brother was just as lost as the younger brother who left and squandered everything because the older brother stayed close to the father but missed the father's heart. And this is a powerful picture of what could happen to us when we have been raised in the church. 
And I'm not saying being raised in the church is bad. It's a great thing. But we have to make sure that even though we don't stray, that we don't lose the heart of the Father. Because sometimes you can stay close. You could be serving the Lord. You could be doing all the things that God is asking you, but then you see somebody who is a crazy person, somebody who is living wild, and they come home, they have this great testimony, and everyone's like, oh wow, what a testimony. And you can look down on them in your hearts. See, that is the lost nature of the older brother. He didn't leave and squander everything. He stayed close, but he missed his father's heart. And what's amazing is, when you read the parable of what we call the prodigal son, the two lost sons, what you find is we never actually hear how the older brother responds to the invitation of the father. And really, it leaves us hanging because Jesus is actually telling the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, you're like the older brother. You're seeing these tax collectors and sinners come home to, to me, to come home to receive forgiveness. And you're judging them but really you should be rejoicing that they're coming home. And I think it's so important for us, if you're a follower of Jesus, we want to stay close. We don't want to leave the Father's house. We don't want to squander what God has given us, but we also don't want to miss out on the heart of God. We should never be the kind of people like the older brother who look down on the younger brother because of his mistakes. Because we dwell close to the Father, we should have his heart as well. A heart that is so excited about people coming home. It's amazing how the parable of the prodigal son, it's not only about the prodigal. Both sons are equally lost, but in different ways. Now here's what I want to close with. For each one of us, each one of us has a story. Each one of us is on a journey. I like to tell people that every sinner has a past and every saint has a future. And here's what I want you to know. Whether you're like the prodigal son, the younger brother who goes out and you went crazy, when you come home, the Father loves you and is for you. And if you've always stayed close, I want to encourage you, never leave the Father's house. But always make sure you have the heart of your Father. That no matter where someone's coming from, you see them and you say, my Father loves them. And my Father wants to do a work in their life. I'm here to tell you there is nobody who is too far from the grace of God. And God wants to use you and I as lights, signposts on the journey. When the prodigals are coming home, they should be coming home because we're there cheerleading them home, pointing them to the Father, saying, listen, I know you have issues. We all have issues, but God. And when that happens, we stay close and God's heart, we share with Him and we love people, even our enemies, no matter where they are on the journey. Let's make sure we're never lost like the older brother or the younger brother. LifeWay Audio.